0: Hi, welcome to the Honest to Goodness podcast. I'm Janet Jacks, the founder of Goodness Me Natural Food Markets and the author of Discover the Power of Food.
1: And I'm her daughter, Emily, a healthy mom and food lover seeking balance in this crazy life.
0: So here on Honest to Goodness, Emily and I want to share two women, two generations, our various challenges and successes as We try to live as healthy as possible.
1: So one of your challenges, or maybe successes already, has been dabbling with being dairy-free.
0: Yes, and it's interesting that many years ago, when all of my kids were younger, we had a dairy-free diet for quite a while because there was some concern that dairy might have an influence on autoimmune conditions like diabetes. But for a long time, I've been very comfortable having especially raw cheeses because they're easier to digest. But we decided to do a dairy-free and egg-free trial for two or three weeks. And faced with all of the other things that we already avoid, we don't eat gluten, we don't eat corn, we eat very few grains, we eat a low carb diet because your dad's type one diabetic and a low carb diet works well for that. It can be daunting. And yet I thought about, about 10 years ago, a local naturopath, Carol Morley, brought out a book, Delicious Detox, which I pulled off my shelf, and she had quite a list of things that she would ask people to avoid, say spring and fall, just as an opportunity to see how does your body respond. So we decided to remove eggs, which we eat a lot of, and I'm a big fan of, and dairy for a little while, and then introduce them one at a time to see whether there's any differences in digestion or Mood or sleep or any other thing. So far, so good. We don't really feel different without them. But it is a challenge to try to cook without them. And before we started that little trial, I wanted to make sure I had some things in the house that we could quickly eat, especially in terms of treats and also protein foods because eggs are a staple. And so I made sure I made some things like chewy chocolate balls and we made fat bombs. And I even made coconut milk panna cotta to see how that would turn out. It was okay. And then some of the things that were a challenge, I like to eat salmon patties because that's one way that we can get fish into our diet. But without the eggs, how do you bind them together? And I had some pretty good success using chia and flax. I already have chia in my salmon patties, but I upped that a bit and not turning them till they were well cooked on the one side and they were okay. Another time I tried making almond flour pancakes without eggs and they were really falling apart. I didn't have good success with that. I need to work on that recipe a bit more. But it's interesting how when I think I want something to eat, my mind goes to a piece of cheese because I really like it or butter on something because I really like it. So I haven't been having butter. I have been having ghee for my cooking and quite amazed, actually, we're doing fine. And as long as I have other foods in the house, we're not missing it too much. But I expect and I hope that when we reintroduce the eggs, especially... There will be no difference in how we feel because that one I really don't want to do without.
1: Mm, We'll have to revisit this in a few weeks then. Now, thank goodness we're talking about this because I'm very happy to be talking about anything to do with the sun and even this very controversial hot topic and this very confusing topic on sunscreen and what's the best and do we use it? Do we use it every day? Do we use it some days? which ones are safe, and what is the links with cancer. And so some new news has come out about that and how there's, you know, greater concern with some of the sunscreen chemicals that are used in most of the sunscreens on the market. And now, of course, the researchers and scientists are saying, you know, don't stop using it, like better to use it, but you know, we are concerned and until more information is put out, then continue using sunscreen. But I think this needs to be discussed a little bit more.
0: The whole topic of sunscreen has been a hot one for a long time. And I'm always a fan of if we're not sure it's safe, let's play it safe. So how can we get the benefits of the sun without the dangers of sunscreen. I guess you're sort of walking a a fine line there. It used to be we were told not to go out into the sun between the high sun hours of 10 and two, but it turns out that those are the hours in which we're most likely to make vitamin D. So we actually do need to get sun during that time. But what we don't need to get is a burn. And so we need to get the sun's rays on our skin. And one of the big concerns I have with sunscreen is that we put it on all day especially on our children put it on all day long and never give them the opportunity to get out in the sun and get those natural rays so we need to rethink that and allow them to be out in the sun to get the sunshine to make their vitamin d from those rays but not get burnt
1: and what i've talked about before is that i often would say bring my kids to the park without sunscreen on and after whatever amount of minutes i feel i'm comfortable with it could be 10 minutes 20 minutes It could be longer depending on the season and, you know, how sensitive their skin is at that point and other conditions, then I would put the sunscreen on. But I would have to say that adding a third kid to the mix just makes everything so much busier and such a bigger task so while we were away and of course we haven't been in the Sun so we're gonna be way more sensitive and I was aware that I didn't want anyone to get a burn because of course we don't want to burn but not only that you never want to get a burn in early on in a sunny beach vacation so I was very aware of, of protecting them and I did find though that even if I wanted to expose them for a short bit it was very hard to do that with the baby because You know, you're getting everyone ready, you're getting everything organized, you're getting out the door and then you hit the beach and then the baby's covered in sand and then you're trying to slather sunscreen on top of the sand and then it's like an exfoliation treatment and she's trying to (laughs) run away from you because she's just experienced going quickly on her two legs and... It felt like, oh man, I just want to put it on at home and go to the beach and that's okay. So it was interesting to kind of balance that, but I would have with when I had the two kids or one kid, I would let them be exposed for a short time, get some vitamin D, put the sunscreen on and be right out in the sun and knowing I'm protected. But I also prefer to use when possible clothing or those bathing suits with the long sleeves to cover up because I think that that is so much easier and safer. So for example my daughter on this time away she had one of those long sleeve cover-ups for bathing suits and then she had a regular kind of bathing suit style. So for part of the day she'd wear her regular bathing suit style and then she would switch it in the hot afternoon to the other one and so I felt like okay she's getting a little bit of exposure and then she's covering up. So there's there's varying things and varying ideas depending on your lifestyle and abilities and what's practical too.
0: And I think we have to discern between a beach day, which certainly isn't our everyday, versus an everyday where oh, we're I going out in the yard. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're
0: going out in the yard to tend to the garden or play outside for a while or stopping at the park because at the beach, you're usually there longer and there is the reflection from the water, which makes the chance of getting burned more. So as we go through the summer, and get a natural tan, this is our best sunscreen. So if we can start with short exposures to the sun and build up a tan, this can be the best sunscreen of all. A second thing we need to think about as well is that When you have more antioxidants inside, in your diet, in your nutrition, you are going to be more tolerant of the sun, and you will not burn as quickly. And I think about, Emily, those summers that you taught riding lessons at a summer camp, and you were outside all day, all summer, and I didn't want you slathering sunscreen all over you. I mean, you were a teenager, you had some say in that too, but for all of those months. And so we used extra antioxidants, particularly alpha alpha lipoic acid, because it can pinch hit for vitamin C and vitamin E. If you run short of those, it can jump in and take the place of them. And you did very well not getting a burn, getting a tan. And then as the summer went on, the tan became protective.
1: And I remember actually just to jump in, jogging my, my memory, and I was very Interested in health as a teenager, and not that I was perfect in what I ate and so on, I still indulge, but I remember making my own sunscreen, and I would use that occasionally at the very beginning of summer, but I I never really, I was out all day. I never really needed it by the end. And yeah, and I mean, some people think, oh, well, a tan, you can still, you know, what about skin cancer and all these things? But I don't think they've shown that being exposed and not getting burnt has created issues with skin cancer. Now, of course, if you have some growths that are concerning, those do need to be protected and covered up.
0: And the other thing with just bathing suit, long sleeve, they don't really have those for adults, but I have just a white blouse that has SPF protection and so if I'm at the beach I can just put this on after I've been out in the sun for a little while and acts like sunscreen. Of course a hat can also do that so there are ways that we can increase our tolerance from the inside. We can get a tan to increase our tolerance from the outside. We can use clothing like that. I mean I just bought it because it was a nice white blouse and the fact that it had that sun protection was not particularly top of mind but the fact that it does gives me more options. One of the concerns I have is that I have to ask, are the chemicals in sunscreen that prevent us from getting a burn? Are they preventing us from damaging our skin or from creating an increased risk of skin cancer? And that's a question I've been asking for a long time. And more recently, sunscreen had to have full protection, the UVA and the UVB rays. And when that came into the legislation that it had to include that, more chemicals were in sunscreen than previously. But the reason for that is that the burning rays the uvb rays which burn would be stopped by wa- by the chemical but the uva rays that actually damage the deeper layers of the skin were not so it's for a good reason that that's in place, but the amount of chemicals in sunscreen has increased. And that's a concern to me. And what are we doing putting chemicals on our skin and then going out in the sun? Is there some kind of reaction where the sun is driving those inside? So we need to really think about those The issues. article
1: that we'll link up in the notes and the one that I was looking at and the concerns that they had was that when they tested whether these chemical sunscreens were getting into the body, they were finding them in high, high quantities and that's the biggest concern because some of these chemicals are known hormone disruptors and we of course don't want to disrupt the hormonal balance in our body for any reason and we have enough that can do that so they're saying like oh like this is actually going into the bloodstream in much higher quantities than we ever thought imaginable and now we need to kind of face that but they still are hesitant to recommend not using it of course because they can't have people going and getting sunburns but what's funny is although mentioned the best option I see is using a mineral-based sunscreen and it was mentioned like oh if you want a safe option use mineral-based but I'm not sure why that wasn't advocated more strongly and I I think one reason is people don't usually love the texture of it because they tend to be you know thick and more pasty unfortunately but it's the safe option and it's it's very effective and the way that mineral sunscreens work versus the chemical is as a physical blocker that reflects the sun's light. So if you think of it that way, the minute you put it on, it's in effect rather than having to wait 30 minutes, which is why I can take my kids to the park and in a few, you know, 10, 20 minutes put sunscreen on their body and it's right away working. And when we were away, we used the mineral-based sunscreens and the more water-resistant waterproof ones are definitely thicker and more pasty, but they work great. And one of my favorite ones, which is the green beaver spray I like it because it's not thick and greasy and white and it just goes on really nicely although not water resistant or considered waterproof I did find that even if you're in the water for a little bit it had some resistance to it and it it worked really really well for my family so I had both options down there but to me I kind of think of all the things to do with sun one I want my kids to have some and myself to have some exposure without sunscreen on And then I wanna protect them with clothing if possible and hats and shade. And then after that, then I'm going to use very clean sunscreen and there's a whole bunch of great ones. Some are cleaner than others. So you have to really read the ingredients, but the green beaver is a great Canadian product. The all good brand I experienced last year is one of the least greasy products that I've used yet. And they also have a spray, which is awesome, like a continuous spray. And I'm thinking about my daughter who's going to be at camp and having to apply her own sunscreen. So they also have a stick. So I'm I'm thinking about getting that for her so that it's easy for her to put it on and kind of manage so yeah, I think like wow, we have these safe sunscreen options. Why are the chemical sunscreens even out there? Or uh, you know if they're getting into our our bloodstream and and unsafe in any way? So why aren't there
0: more red flags? I would ask. And when you say you had both options with you when you were away, what did you mean?
1: Sorry, I had the water resistant or waterproof Green Beaver. So that was a thicker, kind of whiter paste but it does resist water. You can see like, I, you know, my kids would get out and they had beads of water rolling off them. And then I also had the spray, which isn't labeled as waterproof or water resistant because it didn't pass the test that they had to get that label. But I would find, I use that a lot on myself because I preferred the feeling of it. And even if I jumped in the pool and swam and then got out, I still found that I was protected and I didn't get a sunburn. So I had both options with me.
0: Well, the sun is important. And we need to figure this out because it's a big concern. We feel that responsibility. We want to make a good decision. So we need to get ourselves fully informed so we can make the very best decision. So let's leave it there. And we'll be back with the second part of Honest to Goodness right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Whole Earth and Sea, supporters of bringing you new ideas in nutrition. So Whole Earth and Sea's fermented greens is non-GMO and vegan-friendly while also containing fermented grasses, fruits, vegetables, and micronized medicinal mushrooms to support your active, healthy, and sustainable lifestyle. And by the way, my husband thinks this tastes fantastic, and he wants us to make sure we keep that in the house all the time. So we're almost done our current supply and i have to put it on my shopping list the fermented greens provide six grams of organic plant protein per serving so this is not the whole protein that he needs for his breakfast for example but when he wants a snack or when he wants to add it to his breakfast he's getting six grams of protein plus he's getting all of those antioxidants it comes in two natural and organic flavors chocolate and tropical And we've tried both, and he likes them both. There's also an unflavored option if that's more up your alley. If you're looking to experience the benefits of fermented foods in a convenient format, Whole Earth and Sea's Fermented Greens is for you. You can find this and many other quality Whole Earth and Sea products at any Goodness Me location or online at goodnessme.ca. Check it out and start getting the benefits. Welcome back to Honest to Goodness. In our second segment, we answer questions from listeners and we offer some advice from our experience. You can send your inquiries to questions at goodnessme.ca. What are our questions for today, Emily?
1: We have a question from Olivia and she asks, Hi, Janet and Emily, any suggestions to get out of a cooking rut? I've recently been feeling less creative in the kitchen and I'm playing it safe with recipes I know I enjoy. Any suggestions on how I can feel excited about cooking again? Thank you.
0: Well, you know, when you cook every day for years and years, I'd like to add up how many meals I've cooked over the years, you can get into a rut. And I don't think there's anything wrong, first of all, with having some certain recipes that you make regularly because they're fast, you know your family enjoys them, you don't have to think a lot about making them. But how how do we get more Enthusiasm. One of the things I've found is to take a new spice that you haven't used a lot or a spice that's been gathering dust in your cupboard and think about ways that you can use it. So one example of that might be curry. And a curry can be bold and strong or it can be very mild and not spicy. And you might find, so a simple vegetable that you're making, instead of making it just with, you know, salt and butter and pepper, you could make it with a little curry. And that would just add a a flavor difference without actually having to do much about it so for example curried cauliflower, curried cabbage and onions, curried like stir-fry or if you're making even like a, a beef dish you can just instead of making it with your usual say tomato flavors or a soup you could make it into a curried soup it gives it color it gives it flavor and then it's just not that different in terms of ingredients but it's different in terms of flavor but I also thought about getting a new ingredient that you haven't used so something that I have dabbled in in the past and more recently bought again was jicama it's spelled j-i-c-a-m-a and just eating it raw it's sort of sweet and crunchy
1: it's funny because I was thinking about this question and I was just thinking about food and the monotony of cooking every day and it can feel tiresome because it's every day and we have to face it and we have to just do it but then I was thinking about how lucky we are that in North America we can just pick any flavor or any type of food and we can just make it and we have the resources to do that and how amazing that is and we can make it and we can have control about what goes in food and you know just before we started recording the producer here alex and i were talking about food and she didn't even really realize we were going to be talking about this right away but she was saying how she loves to cook and almost more than going out because you can have control and you can make things that taste amazing and and you know what's going in it and it's a fraction of the cost and then i was like yeah that's exactly how I feel. And it's almost to recognize how lucky we are again and and realize like you can pick any food you want and you can make it. So think of something that you really enjoy eating and, and you can actually just go buy those ingredients. And so I don't really have any specific tips as much as just like, wow, we can make whatever we want. We can make Indian food or Thai food. We can make a burger or we can make a salad or you know, we have access to all these amazing ingredients. And so I think maybe taking a little more time in your grocery shop to browse some new foods would be my number one way of motivating. I mean, when we were away, we were in a new area. So we were at grocery stores we hadn't been to before and seeing some different foods we'd never seen and looking at the labels and the ingredients and that got us kind of excited about a few different things too. So there's always ways to get yourself motivated but I think I'm just amazed that we have access to all this amazing food here.
0: So one other idea that came to mind and I like to do is often when I'm out of the things that I always buy, carrots, celery, onions, cauliflower, broccoli, whatever, I'll think I'm out of food and I have to go and get groceries. So then I get the same things again and here we go. But I really try before I go grocery shopping to discipline myself to dig in and get out everything that's in the crisper, all the vegetables and think about what can I make? So out of what's there, can I make a salad? Can I make a soup? Can I make a stir fry? And everything in there can go into something. And I've often created a really unusual salad when I think I have nothing left or a really unusual soup when I think I have nothing left. So one other thing is to get a hand blender because you can puree all different kinds of vegetables and make all different kinds of soups. And your family can get a variety of vegetables if they like creamy soups you're in just make it taste good put enough you know olive oil or butter and salt in there and you'll feel good because you're using everything in your fridge and you're also creating a different soup each time.
1: Mm -hmm. We have Grace who's asking about suggestions for some of the best produce to buy locally in southern Ontario so she would love to increase the local foods that she buys every week and is looking for some suggestions.
0: Well, you know, when uh, spring and the warm weather arrive, we often think fresh produce, but it takes a little while for that to come. So if we really want to make a focus on local, we should think about those things that are available year round or mostly year round. And those are staples like onions and carrots and squash and cabbage and potatoes, garlic, garlic, apples. These crops are grown and after the season is done, they are stored and usually available to us from local sources for all the year or most of the year. And then we need to think seasonally. So if we're thinking, you know, green beans or fresh spinach, we're thinking in season. Or then we're also thinking hothouse. So some things like tomatoes and cucumbers are hothouse grown, and we can buy locally hothouse. Not as good as the fresh tomatoes, but we know that season is a little bit too short.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's so true. And I think the early crops that are fresh like asparagus and rhubarb, I feel like we should all just eat until we're so sick of it because <laughs> then we're really taking advantage of the season. But I was going to suggest the same things, mom, is the the veggies it can store. You can buy local all year round, but get excited about a few of those early season foods. Fiddleheads is another one, Brussels sprouts, even early lettuce and beets and some beans and peas and such are also early season foods. And then we can look forward to June and strawberries and then it really feels like the crops are coming yes it really
0: feels like it that's (laughs) for sure
1: so if you have any questions about health and wellness or you you found an interesting topic to share with us please send us an email at questions at goodnessme.ca that's questions at goodnessme.ca time for our last segment mom what are you making for dinner or cooking
0: I am actually going to make mango chicken salad. The reason is, you know, with cooking on a low carb way and not eating very much in the way of fruit, mango is just such a wonderful treat. And although if you ate a lot of mango, it's fairly high in carbohydrate, the chicken mango salad keeps its carbohydrate profile manageable while enjoying the benefits of that. So I have been looking forward to having leftover chicken from a roast chicken I did the other day so that I can make the chicken mango salad. So that's what I'm going to do. So it's cooked chicken cut up, some finely chopped red pepper, one cup of mango, which is just half of a large mango, a cup of red onion finely chopped, an avocado and also cilantro and then a nice dressing of lime juice. There we have lime and cilantro again as you Talked about last week, a really nice combination some extra virgin olive oil and herbamish. So, we'll put that recipe on our podcast notes. It's also available in Discover the Power of Food, and just it feels like a fresh spring supper that we're looking forward to. Mm
1: -hmm. And if you hear some funny noises in the background of this recording, Jane has decided to wake up early from her nap and join us for the last little bit. So there you go. You've heard heard her voice, and she has a lot to say about food and wellness, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) That should do it for this week's episode. Thank you for joining Emily and I this week, and we'll see you next time on Honest to Goodness. This episode is brought to you by Whole Earth and Sea, supporters of bringing you new ideas in nutrition. So Whole Earth and Sea's fermented greens is non-GMO and vegan friendly, while also containing fermented grasses, fruits, vegetables, and micronized medicinal mushrooms to support your active, healthy, and sustainable lifestyle. And by the way, my husband thinks this tastes fantastic, and he wants us to make sure we keep that in the house all the time. So we're almost done our current supply, and I have to put it on my shopping list. The fermented greens provide 6 grams of organic plant protein per serving, so this is not the whole protein that he needs for his breakfast for example but when he wants a snack or when he wants to add it to his breakfast he's getting six grams of protein plus he's getting all of those antioxidants it comes in two natural and organic flavors chocolate and tropical and we've tried both and he likes them both there's also an unflavored option if that's more up your alley if you're looking to experience the benefits of fermented foods in a convenient format Whole Earth and Sea's fermented greens is for you. You can find this and many other quality Whole Earth and Sea products at any Goodness Me location or online at goodnessme.ca. Check it out and start getting the benefits.